Hi, my name is Tola Dole Fisher and welcome to Sisterhood, a weekly podcast and YouTube series where we discuss all the important issues facing the modern Christian woman, from lifestyle to boundaries to social media to sex. In this week's episode, I'm sat with Cassandra Maria and Laura Wendell to discuss the hot topic of the soft girl movement. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss new episodes when they come out. I'll be back for a quick chat at the end, but until then, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Sisterhood. This week, we're talking about the soft girl movement. And for me personally, as a hashtag strong black woman, this has some very serious connotations for how I live my life. So I'm going to read from the Journal of Psychiatry and Neuroscience and what they say about women and mental health. It's been hypothesized that women presenting with episodes of depression associated with reproductive events, i.e. premenstrual, postpartum, and menopausal transition, may be particularly prone to experiencing depression, in part because of a heightened sensitivity to intense hormonal fluctuations. So women kind of have it harder when it comes to what's going on in our bodies and how we react emotionally. But are we aware of what our body is doing and how it's affecting our minds? So this for me is all of this completely encompasses the soft girl movement because, um, as I was saying earlier, as a black woman, there's this understanding that I will be really strong and I will like lead the household. Um, I'll go out to work and I'll be at home and I'll do I'll be the leader in all areas of my life. And it has um, a very difficult mental toll and physical toll on the body. Um, I personally have an example of my mum who, when she, I was probably in my early teens, she actually fell down the stairs because she had a complete breakdown. And that was in trying to be this like strong person all the time. Do you have an example of that? Like you've, where you've seen like a really strong kind of role model actually like have a, um, a physical episode that's come from kind of an, an emotional or mental um, imbalance? Um... Yes, I mean, I guess there are women in my life that I've seen have times where they've just completely broken. Yeah. Um, after years of just of going and going and going and going, and then one day they're like, ah, oh, and something happens. There's a loss of some type, or even sometimes small things will happen, and it's just it builds up, and then they just completely crash. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've seen that happen a few times. And I think as well, it it kind of. Um, it draws in this idea of like the girl boss, which we mm. I think our generation is quite familiar with the idea of like just yeah bossing it all the time, continuously, mm. like always being successful in all areas of your life. Um, Lauren, would you say that you're a girl boss? Someone called me a girl boss the other day. I, yeah, I, right. That so, didn't surprise me. <laughs> didn't surprise it's me. It's been said, but no, I don't know. But then also, I was I was writing and I put the term girl boss in there, mm. and I was told off by my editor because she said it's not an equal term because no one says boy boss. So you're either a boss or you're not. You don't need your gender to yeah. clarify which you are. So I got. I, I guess it's a bit off. like when people say um, female DJ or female comedian. Yeah, or, just be yeah. a comedian I guess or a DJ. the default has always been yeah. the man is the, the boss. Man. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. have to specify when you're a girl, yeah. boss. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think, and I think that people are starting to push back on that. Like girl boss, that particularly, 
I've seen a lot of pressure be put onto my friends who are black because there's this assumption that like nothing can rock them. Yeah. You know, that they are fearless, that they can stand up against anything, that if they've got kids, they, they're the matriarchs. Yeah. You could be rude to them and it wouldn't affect them. You mm. could this, you could that. And actually what I found is people are not strong because they're different, because they've been born with different character traits or different genes. They're strong because they've been given so many opportunities to develop that strength. Actually, the people who, who show up with that level of resilience is because they've had to be resilient. They've had to be, yeah. And they probably need you to be more gentle with them because they haven't experienced that. Yeah. Than, than someone who's sort of all light and fluffy and has never had to sort of harden their mm. skin or, you know, or, or test that. Well, it's interesting that you say uh, for your black friends, and I did use the term strong black women earlier. So apparently the soft girl movement started yeah. in Nigeria amongst Nigerian influencers who were kind of kicking back against that, like, continuous, like, restless drive of always working to get material things and always kind of wealth. Um, my kind of idea of it is that... If that has been your default, you are then going to want to breathe and be like, oh, I want to rest and be soft. However, if you, if you feel like your um, life or the way you've been taught to live your life has been as a kind of um, a softer woman who is led by men, is kind of meek and quiet, then the word girl boss is encouraging for you because mm. you then might want to say, yes, I do want to take control of my own destiny, workplace, whatever and be that boss. So it does kind of depend on where you've sat, I think, previously. Mm. And I would say that it does seem that there has been a bit of a, um, a cultural divide when it comes to that. Like there are some areas of the world, like Nigeria and like where there's lots of bad people, where it has been a thing for you to be strong. And some areas where maybe the default for women has been to be a bit more soft and kind of like the traditional idea of like feminine and that kind of thing. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the part of the world that you're in that you come and from how you are raised and what race you are all of these different things 100% have, have you experienced any um any it's quite personal but mental health challenges in like the the pursuit of being a leader in your field um yeah i mean when you are trying to do something a little bit different mm. um yeah i mean there's always going to be challenges cuz you are breaking a mould, essentially, and if you are trying to do something that maybe hasn't been done in your world yet, um, in your family, in your friendship groups, mm. that it can be, it, it is quite hard. Yeah, um, yeah because you have no examples and, <laughs> around you. And do you feel supported? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Yes, people will always support what I'm doing, but no, because sometimes people don't understand it. So, Where have you found challenges? Mm. Challenges in thinking that I can do it. So I think for me personally, um, if I see it done, I'm like, okay, that's possible. By it, do you mean be what a I woman who's a comedian? Yeah, okay. not, not that. I mean, okay, so in, let's go into the world of cats. So <laughs> growing up, I used to see like a divide between people that were doing all these really great things um, on TV and actors and all the writers and whatever it is. And then me. So okay. I didn't see that as possible. I don't know. I thought they had like some magical 
powers and I used to think no like that's not something I can do is that because you never me. saw women do it or I you just never saw mixed race world. women do it okay you yeah so if you're on tv up. I can see you there but yeah. I'm just going to assume that you had some magical something happen but in my life yeah. I hadn't seen it so again a lot of my family worked for the NHS so I knew I could do that um because mm. that was there but I guess sometimes you have to see things in your well, tangibly, I know that person. They live down the road from me and they yeah. broke free of that. Cool, so it can happen. I didn't see that. So that, I guess, was the challenge of, is this possible for someone like me from my street, in my city, <laughs> with my accent? <laughs> to can do. we do that? Did you feel any kind of barriers to pursuing what you wanted to pursue? I'll say career-wise, let's focus on career. I think... I was worried that I hadn't lived well enough as a Christian. Oh, interesting. To, to talk, to talk in, in Christian, Christian In a Christian sphere. And I remember really early days in my sobriety, because um, I'm now coming up to nine years. And Congratulations. Thank you so much. And really early doors. So it's around that time I started going to church as well. And I remember really feeling like God was telling me to speak about my story and speak about my experiences but I'd only ever seen the people in church like who shared testimony, share things like, you know, oh, I just, I just didn't trust God that he would provide for this Christmas for my family. You know, stuff like that. And they're super valid testimonies, but it's not like I have done some really horrible things. Yeah. It's just like I struggled with this a little bit and now God's come through for me. And I just hadn't seen an example of that. So I, I, felt, I felt unworthy. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that was the, what the barrier looked like for you. Yeah. Speaking. What, and then what changed? I think I slowly stopped caring what other people thought. Well done. Because that's based on, yeah. you know, like, what are other people going to say? Are they going to judge you? Are they going to be like, well, don't listen to that person? Da, da, da. And I've done, you know, there's stuff online and... I, d you know, did a TED talk and blah, 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 and there's loads of comments on that. And there are comments from people who are like, why would you listen to this idiot mm. who like took Gosh. a load of drugs and da, da, da. But actually, I feel like God called me to do that TED talk. So if that's what he's asked me to do, if he's asked me to come here and speak on this, thing, then a few people who watch it, who go, this isn't worth my time, then they're just not the people who he's asked me to serve. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. But I think it took growing in my faith and in my maturity in many ways to actually like not even just because I think we can all think it we can mm. all think like oh what other people think doesn't matter but to, to feel it to actually yeah. cut that off and not let it affect your choices is quite hard that is and really I got hard. there eventually yeah well done <laughs> and well done almost 10 years when is 10 years yeah. next 10 years will be yeah. April 2024 wow. we're gonna have to celebrate we're gonna go big guys everyone's invited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like share and subscribe <laughs> Um, and yeah, talking actually about what other people think, uh, what I found really annoying, I have found, is if I'm having what people might think is a bad day in the office, people used to say to me, men and women, oh, are you on your period? And it used to be <gasps> really oh, no. annoying. Oh, no. Infuriating. However, it does affect how you feel. 
Yeah, but it's it not. There's a, there, you know the but, Office US? Have you seen the Office yes. US? There's one joke where Michael Scott, who's like the big boss, who's like a bit rubbish if, for people who he's haven't great. seen it. Well, he, yeah, boss. Okay, he's great, but he's like, you know, yeah. he does silly things. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing like a feedback session and one of the women goes, you always ask us, um, when we complain about something, you always ask us if we're on our period. And he goes, I need to know how seriously to take you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, I think that says it all. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it annoys me, but, you know, this, this, this extract from this journal says that we are subject to intense hormonal fluctuations and that can affect. Yeah, but that shouldn't be the default that everyone thinks. Like, if I'm having an off day, you shouldn't just assume that. But if I, I tell think, you that, fine. But I think it's okay to own that. I'm here for let's have period days and just be off work for period days and oh, yeah, menstrual days. <laughs> now you're now you're. No, I think I want. <laughs> I have period days all the time. This affects. These are the things ones. that affect our mental health mm-hmm. and our and, and general levels of health. And I think that part of this like soft girl movement or soft girl idea is that we allow ourselves to. Um, to kind of move with the way our body is going and the cycle of yeah. our bodies and not to keep pushing against it and just work relentlessly yeah. and push past it all the time and not yeah. acknowledge that we're actually like in a very weakened position. Like we're losing blood when we're menstruating. It's like the adverts that are like, you can do it all. You can ride a horse on your period because you have this. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to ride a horse on my period. I want to be in bed, actually. Yes. So yeah, I yeah, let's just sleep because I'm not... I was actually at work, uh, one of a freelance job, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a presenting thing, and I had to stand there for two hours. And I had really bad period pain, and I got half an hour in, and I said, so I'm going home now. Because oh, wow. um, I actually cannot stand yeah, here yeah. for two hours and just talk, acting like I'm not in pain, and I am suffering. And I, soft girl, I said, I'm not doing mm. it. Um, I will lose the and money, you told it's them fine. Why. You said, yeah, I said, I'm, said, I'm not, I can't, I don't feel, I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot stand here for two hours. And again, it's privatizing. I yeah. would. I lost the money. What was but the reception I, you got from that though? What did they? They said it was fine. I mean, the women that I was working with, a young girl in the, um, so she was the producer, and she was said, yeah, if I was you, I would go home too. So she understood mm-hmm. it. The guy that I spoke to, he was like, oh yeah, no, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, um, but you can't be like you can't be like no. You can't be like he's not gonna no. say no. How push through? Well, not yeah. today. Not today. He maybe said it behind my back. Ten years ago, I think they probably would, would be like, like pull yourself what? together and stay. Yeah. Some no. women do have that thought yeah. though, because there was a girl on Facebook who this period day thing came up, yeah. and um, I think about a year ago it was suggested we should take a day off for our period, so you can just. Because you can do that in Spain. Was can it? You? They were well. They were looking to pass a law oh, that meant know. that you could yeah. take menstruation, menstruation days. Menstruation yeah. Day. yeah. Well, there was a girl on my Facebook, and she said, "No, just push through. Why are we complaining? No one complained 50 years ago." And I was like, "Okay, wow. but we're not then. <laughs> we are now. Yeah. And right now, we need to be kind to ourselves." Famous second wave feminist Jermaine Greer who I assumed would be, like, all up for that. In her book, she's like, absolutely not. We do not need that. Mm. You know, men don't take... She's actually really funny, but I don't agree with a lot of what she (laughs) says, but it's quite amazing to read. And she's like, men don't take time off for their calluses and hangovers and paunchy... You know, like, she's just really mean about men. so funny. (laughs) And she's like, so we don't need to for our menstruation days. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't need to. I don't know, I feel a bit... (laughs) I need to. You may not. That's so funny. (laughs) 
right. She'd never be a soft girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Gosh. at all. I think it's good that people are like open about those kind of things now and able to say this this is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Um, but it does come with a bit of backlash sometimes from women, which you might not expect, not just from men who don't might not understand it. It hits me hardest when, it's when woman. women push back on this mm, stuff yeah. because it validates men who don't think it's, you know, if there's a man who's like, that's pathetic, it's not worth it. Mm. As long as they've got a woman standing next to them agreeing, then yeah. that's it their shield, it. that yeah. backs them up. When actually, like, surely a woman realises that there's fluctuations at different times in her life or other people will experience very different things. So mm. even if she feels like, okay, sometimes I have discomfort, but I'm able to push through, hopefully we'll be able to empathise and realise that that's not everyone's position. What I find sometimes with older women and younger women is in the workplace is that older women think, I didn't have the opportunity, therefore you shouldn't have it because I dealt with it. And that can be the pushback. I'm yeah. sorry, if you suffered through and struggled through something, but you're fine, so other people should have to do the same, then as far as I'm concerned, you're not fine because mm. you sound a bit bitter. I think it comes if, from bitterness. Yeah. And if why would you yeah. want to put that and inflict that on a general... If you know how hard yeah. that was, why would you say, right, use that, I have to do what yeah. I did, because I did it. No, change it, because yeah. actually you didn't like it. It's like how old, old boomers are kind of calling millennials like the avocado generation. Spend all your money on avocados. I don't really mortgages. get that. What is that insult? What's wrong with avocado? <laughs> I love avocado. They're delicious. What's, so. Like, who are they cussing? What? I don't understand. <laughs> like us. Okay, us. so but the whole premise is that we spend too much money on avocado and therefore have less money for other things. Oh, oh. so if we just stopped buying the yeah, avocado we toast, we'd have a house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Basically, that's checks out. I've Done the sums. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, we, we talked about menstruation, but I think also with like mental, another kind of mental uh, health thing, which I feel quite reluctant to talk about at work, but I would be fine to talk about menstruation, is depression. Okay. Because I'd, I don't know how you feel, but I think I'd feel... Um, you know when you first started working and you would have to ring in sick... You try and put on a sick voice so people know that you're gen <laughs> genuinely ill. You know, if you lie upside down, it sounds like you're, um, it? you've got a cold. No, no, I reject that. I will not. <laughs> I'm just saying. We will not equip people to enhance their... I'm sorry, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Say if you want to. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, that, you used to have to really emphasise, oh, I'm really ill, like this is a justified reason for being if sick. If I felt like I had like an illness coming on, I'd do a proper loud cough as I put my coat on the day before, <laughs> just to oh. pave the way for the phone call. Like, like <coughs> wow and then i'd be like oh gosh i hope i'm not coming down with anything <laughs> next day i'm, down. I'm down <laughs> but you can't do that with something depression. like depression you know you might not feel physically able to go in just as you might not if you're uh mm. physically sick mm. but i'd really hesitate to call my employer and be like you know what i can't come in today because I, I don't feel like i can do my work that yeah. just sounds mad. Mm. And I think that you'd be afraid that they would think long term we've got to we've got to drop her because we can't have this keep coming up, you know. And th and they wouldn't consider it with the same sympathy as a, a cancer diagnosis, which meant that you would need consistent time off in order to they work. They wouldn't on know, it. would they? No, they not wouldn't at all. at all. Like they're never going to look at that and think, okay, yeah, we need to care for this individual because to a lot of companies, unfortunately we are just a number. Also, they, they want think, an end date. 
if you can say that's true my treatment plan is up until here with chemotherapy and blah 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 then fine but how can you give an end date to a treatment plan for depression yeah Mm. you know so it's it's hard and I get that because you know if you own a small business and and you really have to struggle to pull together to keep the employees that you have to have someone off sit is is really hard work but also like We've got to put people before... Value the individual. Yeah. 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 And I was at church, actually, on, on the weekend. Yay me, because I'm a good Christian. <laughs> and... <laughs> no one questioned that. Like. Everyone's, yeah, church on a Sunday. Yeah. Come on. Rang across. Um, and they're talking about just the... If, if, if you present with a mental health issue in church, the default can be... You need, you need prayer or you need deliverance, depending on whether you're in a Pentecostal church or a Church mm. of England church, mm. generally. And, and the idea that you can have a mental health issue that cannot be instantly clicked away mm. is quite hard for a lot of people to kind of contend with. Have you come across that in your, yeah. in your church or in your Christian yeah, community? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I have a family member, actually, who has a pretty serious mental health condition. And... When I was in my old church, they said to me, um, do you want us to come around and pray the demons out of him? And I was like, right. Mm. No, um, I don't want that. Well, come and pray for him, but not assume that you're going to come over and cast out the demons and then he's all fine. And then they almost insinuated that we hadn't been, we're not spiritual enough for him and that's why he's going to this. And we were just like, wow. so, yeah, I think it's, it's really damaging for the person because for that person who doesn't know why that's happened to be told, oh, you're just demonic then, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's really hard for them to yeah. then process in themselves because they're like, oh, why? Why has this happened to me? Yeah. Am I just a demonic person? Am I hellbound? And then all the, the, yeah. it can spiral. So, yeah, I've come across it. I think it is really damaging. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, when I... So, obviously... In recovery, and I also run recovery programs in churches. And particularly, I found this with women who come in with eating disorders. And it's not just that specific thing, because, you know, I'm sure there are lots of other people with different things that, that would feel the same. But I've had a series of women come in and go, I've been praying about this for 40 years. Why is God not taking it away wow. from me? Mm. You know, I'm losing my faith in God. It's been, you know, 20 years. However, you know, depending on their age, I pray about this every day why am I still like this? And actually what I find is very few people in an addiction space have a sort of like lightning bolt zap moment. It happens and that's amazing and that's their testimony. But the vast majority of times what I find is God gives that person the tools to slowly and patiently Mm. build the closeness to him and the character and and the resilience that they need to get themselves into a place of freedom mm. with that addictive behaviour or, or that eating disorder. But people feel they've had this message from their churches that, like, God can do it and he'll do it and he'll heal you. Straight away, on yeah. the spot, yeah. And, of course, I really do believe he can. But I also believe that he does what is best for his kingdom and what is best for you. And sometimes that's taking the long road. Yeah. yeah. You know? I would yeah. say often with God, taking the long yeah. road is what yeah. it what he kind of leads us to. Yeah. I was actually in church a few weeks ago and the preacher said something that I actually hadn't heard before. So they did the altar call and he said, just so you know, if you come for prayer, 
this is not a be all and end all of your problems. Mm. He said, this is the beginning of the journey. Mm. So you're coming for prayer and this is now the start of mm. the journey of changing that. whatever yeah, your situation yeah, is. And I was like, yes, yeah. you're not going to go to the altar and, okay, I'm struggling with this. Could happen. But sometimes yeah. it's God's going to change you in that moment so that you are able to take up that journey, not so much that, bang, everything's just mm. fixed. It's like and that. I've never heard a preacher say that before because normally it's like, come to the altar and pray away everything. And, and then it's done. And then it's done and you walk away a whole <laughs> new person where actually, no, it's, it's the start. You're acknowledging that there's something that you need help with. Yeah. Let's go from here. So, yeah. And long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh, patience. patience. Long <laughs> suffering. I'm King James Version. I am not King James Version. <laughs> I'm King and James. In my message interpretation, <laughs> we're patient. Do we listen to that? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. So the soft girl movement is about a balanced mental health lifestyle, physical lifestyle that is working out, eating right, staying healthy, all of those things. Um, I personally feel like the girl boss movement needs to step aside for the soft girl movement. <laughs> How do you feel about the soft girl movement kind of being prioritised at the moment in our generation? I think we've just got to... I don't know if I love all these movements. I'm not a like put me in a box kind of person. Yeah. I feel like take what you need from each movement and move it along, you know? So actually like the that. practice of looking after yourself, mm. of investing in the way that you eat and in exercise and, and whatever that looks like with your sort of financial and time constraints, but even just taking a moment for yourself if you can, is really valuable. You know, and for some people pursuing career... It's the, it's the time, it's that season for them. Yeah. You know, so I feel like look at all of them, take and what's right for you. Take your pick. Leave the rest. And what do you think, Cass? No, I agree. Yeah, I think I'm in... You I'm can't just for... copy my homework. Sorry, so I'm not really here for <laughs> the uh, movements. <laughs> Select or copy-paste. But basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I am, I, am, I am here for people prioritising themselves in a yeah. way that we haven't maybe before. I don't feel like we should struggle through what the generation before us did just because they did that. I don't feel like if you um, are really struggling mentally, you should just continue because my grandfather continued and that means I'm being weak. No, take the time out, go home, mm. do what you need to do. Prioritise you because essentially if you are not the best version of you, you are going to crash and then who are you going to be there for? You will not be able to work. If you have children, they're not going to have the best version of you. You've got a husband, you've got friends, whoever it may be, or even just yourself. So, yes. Chill. If you need to be a soft girl for a bit, be a soft girl for a bit. Go for it. So take your time and work out whether you are a soft girl or girl boss, but either way, take time out to look after yourself. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. We're looking forward to all the messages, all complaints, and you can join the conversation online. You can get in touch with us via our social media accounts. You can find me on all platforms at Castle. And I'm at underscore Lauren underscore Celeste on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm not on social media, but you can email us sisterhood at tbn.uk. See you next week on Sisterhood.